Evening Hot Dadout Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the uh, Dead Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the kinda not dead Adam Higgins, the Odd Dead Out. And this is the show where I tell you about shit that's going on in my head and I make fun of some assholes in the news. And excuse me if I'm trying to fight off coughing while I'm going through this, it'll all make sense later. Or maybe right now, but yeah, (laughs) so long story short, I've been sick. Um, I missed last week and and I had a show planned. And if you follow me along all the social medias, and I say this kind of often, but if you follow me on the social medias, you a knew that I wasn't doing the show last week, uh, B knew there was a chance I wouldn't do the show this week and know why. And See, you know what the show was supposed to be for last week and this week. And considering the fact that I'm basically recording this in between coughing fits, you're welcome. I don't know. It's it's one of those where I feel like I need, I, I, I don't want to miss two weeks. I don't want to miss two weeks. I feel, I, I tried so much last week to sit down and record and I just couldn't. Um. I just like my, my boys have been, have been, I wouldn't even say they've been sick. There's just been this really aggressive cough that's been going around and it's, there's, there's no like flu symptoms. There's no fever. There's no congestion. There's no, no, none of that that goes with it. It's not like they have a flu and there's a cough. It's just a cough. It's just annoying. And the bitch of that is that. I'm going to get it. And myself and Sam, the the youngest, well, Sam was, is kind of a preemie. I mean, he's three, but he, his lungs were a little compromised when he was born. So his lungs are kind of compromised. Me, I've had bronchitis flare ups for years because of 15 years of being a restaurant manager and ingesting smoke and grease and toxic cleaning fumes and all of that stuff for so many years, my lungs are jacked. And so whenever, and if you, again, if you go back and look back to, um, 2017, the national podcasts post month attempt. And I've, I've mentioned this before where I had a cough, I got sick. I had a cough, cough, snowballed and snowballed full bronchitis flare up cough got so bad. I cracked two ribs and was out of work for two weeks. Um, yeah, that sucks. (coughs) Well, come into this and I'm sitting here and like, I've just, it's one of those, if I get a cough, I get a, it just makes it that much worse. It lasts longer. My coughs linger. It sucks. But in this case, I was like, it's just a cough. It's annoying. And for me, it felt like aggressive hiccups and I get wicked aggressive hiccups too, but I'm probably, I'm the only person I know that'll get a bout of hiccups that last three days, not an exaggeration, but this cough was just 
nagging and lingering and it was driving me nuts. And, but it was just a cough. Again, there was no fever, no congestion, no, no, nothing, no stuffiness, no nothing, no, like not even like maybe allergy symptoms. It was just a cough. It was just annoying. The one problem with it though, was that cough was so draining because I'd have these like extended coughing fits and it wasn't even like no scratchy throat, nothing. It was just like this dry chest cough. But as it went on for days and days, I started getting these headaches from it and every cough, my head would just start pulsing and it wasn't like a constant headache. It was just whenever I was coughing, it would like every cough, it would just pulse and just this pounding in my head and it was go, go driving me nuts. And, but it was just that. So I was taking some Tylenol for the headaches, but that was it. It still was no flu symptoms other than that. And you know, the cough and the headache thing made sense. It's kind of, it's just like when I get hiccups and I get, you know, start getting uh, sore abs and stuff like that from the muscles contracting. And I figured it was, yeah, it's just that same sort of thing. I worked all week and every day at work, everybody's like, dude, you, you're not even going to be in tomorrow, are you? I was like, no, because it's just a cough. I'll be fine. And I didn't want to take the time off until it, I figured it was going to develop. I figured it was going to turn into something, but it didn't all week, worked all week, worked on the weekend, you know, worked out of town on a weekend, had a, you know, 12, 13 hour day on the weekend. And I was all right. Just still just a cough. Yeah, all weekend, housework, doing all the things, and my regular days off. Everything's fine, no big deal. Wake up Tuesday morning, and I'm still feeling basically the same. And when I wake up in the morning with this stuff, and like I will say, by Sunday, I started feeling like maybe some chest congestion. You know, like ah, maybe I need some mucinex or something to clear out the crud in my chest. Whatever. You know, that happens from time to time. I, I generally get congested. If you've ever heard me on here, I'm kind of congesty voiced. Well, I'm doing all, you know, I'm just taking, it's like, I haven't taken anything other than the Tylenol and I'm taking Robitussin for the cough, which isn't doing shit. <laughs> it is not. I was, I started taking Robitussin, the like severe cough and congestion. It was like, okay, maybe this just clear me out and Nope, didn't do shit. I honestly think that aggravated the shit out of it because I didn't start feeling congested until after I started taking the Robitussin. So, meh, probably ended up working against me. But I woke up Tuesday morning, just like normal, like every other day. And, you know, after I've been asleep all night and some of the crud is kind of built up in my chest, first thing in the morning, I have like, I got to cough, clear up the crud, you know. Like your grandpa used to do, wake up and hack up something nasty. Basically me. You know, I usually wake up with back pain and I got a cough up crud because I'm 80,000 years old, apparently. But other than that, it was like normal day. And my wife was like, hey, can you go grab me? She was going to jump in the shower. She's like, hey, can you go grab me some towels from the closet? Like, okay. I go walk out of the room, go down to the closet, grab towels by the time I got back to the bedroom, she's standing there getting, you know, picking out her clothes for work. And I have a coughing fit, which I haven't had like this in, a, in days. 
I had a coughing fit where I almost collapsed. I just started coughing and it was this heavy, sharp cough that probably, this lasted probably a good 30 seconds, almost a minute. And like, I had to stop and hold on to my desk chair. I, like she's just standing there looking at me like I'm about to drop dead because it was completely out of nowhere. I got up, I was fine. I walked all the way down to the hall, walked all the way back. And by the time I, and once I hit the bedroom, it just came over me and boom. And suddenly this hits me. And on top of that, I feel the worst familiar feeling ever. All that weight in my chest, all of that crud, all that crap. I feel all of that in my chest and I feel a sharp stabbing pain in my back. And if you take like right below your shoulder blades, right in your back and basically right in the, the upper part of my lungs. And I feel this stabbing pain right there. And I know what that means. I'm, I, that is my big red flag pain. This has turned into a bronchitis flare up. The stupid cough that's been nagging me and been no big deal, just an annoying cough for almost two weeks is now turned into full-blown bronchitis flare-up. And I can barely move. I went from the up and down hall and I'm back to, I have to lay down right now. I can barely stand up from the pain. Which then turns into my wife texting into work. Uh, I can't. It's like she could, she had to call out because she basically had to stay home and take care of me. And her boss was fully aware of the last time my bronchitis had a flare up, which was back in like November, 2017 with, you know, the, the broken ribs and all of that stuff from that whole adventure. And she actually had to go on, she had to go on a medical leave from work to take care of me during that bit. But yeah, that she was like, okay, we know this can get bad, so keep me posted. She called out. Now, there's a service we use because it always seems like whenever we need to go to the doctor, whenever we need to see a doctor, it is at a very inconvenient time. I mean, literally from a time perspective. I mean, not like a, there's never a convenient time to go to the doctor. It's always, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're just, that's it. There's never a convenient time to need to see a doctor. And, but in our case, it's, you know, first thing in the morning, right before my wife has got to go to work or it's right when she gets home from work or something hits one of us at nine 30 at night. And the only place you can go is, and if there is an overnight urgent care, or you've got to go to the ER and guess what? That's going to cost you two grand just for them to see you. But there's a service and there's a few of them like this. We use one called Amwell that is a digital doctor visit. Basically a bunch of doctors who, who see patients and you basically kind of, because realistically when you go to a doctor, yeah, they take your vitals. They'll listen to your chest. Okay. But 90% of what they really go by is how are you feeling and you describing the symptoms and having your medical records. And in my case, because we've used Amwell before, they have my medical records and they have, here's what you've had. Here's what's been reported. This seems like this is the exact same thing flaring up again. Here's what we treated it with last time. Did that work for you last time? Yes. Okay. We're going to do this again. And I told him, Hey, I've had 
everything from you know every kind of cough treatment coat like last with the ribs bit they gave me the codeine cough syrup which some people swear by the codeine cough syrup for me i think it's a bunch of crap it doesn't do anything for your cough all it does is knock you on your ass so you're too unconscious to cough and as soon as it wears off and you wake up you're coughing your head off again doesn't help it's not you can't be functional on codeine but the one that I do get good results from is called Tessalon. And it's these little gold pearl thingies. They're just these little gel balls that actually work. And they, the way when I feel it, because there's a big warning, do not crush, do not, uh, don't basically don't break these things. And for the love of God, swallow them whole and quickly, because as soon as they touch your mouth, they start to dissolve. and it numbs everything it touches. So for me, I'm like, okay, that's how this works. It starts numbing the things that are making you cough because that's the only medication I've ever taken that's been able to get rid of my cough. And as somebody who, when I get a cough, I get a bitch of a cough. That's what I need. So I've got all of that going on. So, and I told him, I was like, hey, I've had the Tessalon before. It's the only thing that works for me. So now after going through the whole digital uh, doctor visit, which I actually, I know you might, if you've never done it, you might be a little iffy about it. And I will say we are uniquely prepared for these things because they'll ask things like, Hey, can you, do you have your, do you know your temperature? Do you know your blood pressure, um, height, weight, things like that. And all the, the stats that your doctor is going to check. We have everything. We have a blood pressure cuff from my wife's pregnancies. We, we acquired a lot of, uh, medical equipment. So we have a blood pressure cuff. We have a pulse oximeter. We have lots of thermometers because we have kids. We have a scale. We, I know, you know, heights, weights. We know all the things. So I can sit there and give them all these full stats and I can uh, articulate what I'm feeling and my relation to previous symptoms. And this is what I felt. And this is how it's going on. This is the progression of my symptoms. And they can sit there and say, okay, well, this sounds like this is the case. We need to get you on some uh, low dose antibiotics. We need to get you on an anti-inflammatory to help reduce the the pain and the, the irritation in your chest that's causing you to cough. And I told him, hey, I need some I need Tessalon to handle this cough because it's the only thing that's ever worked for me. And so they're like, all right, Tessalon. And he's like, hey, have you ever been diagnosed with asthma? They're like, no, but I do have an albuterol inhaler from another issue from um I forget which it was. It was another cough thing. And I think they, we thought I might have asthma or I might have an allergy or something. And so I have an inhaler. He's like, use the inhaler, you know, every four to six hours to just keep your lungs clear. And so I've got all of this stuff and I've got antibiotics for two weeks. I've got, you know, anti-inflammatories and cough pills and all this stuff for about two weeks and this inhaler that I have to take. But all of this got started. We had all of these medications and I started my treatment by about 1030, like 1030 in the morning. Had I gone to a doctor, I probably wouldn't have been seen until close to 11 and then waiting on medications. I I wouldn't have gotten started on any treatment until mid to late afternoon. But because I got all of that started at, you know, by 1030, 11 o'clock in the morning, I was able to feel it. And I was able to feel improvement 
by the evening and by dinner time Tuesday night, I it basically felt like Friday or Saturday, which yeah, I had a cough and I was starting to get congested, but I didn't have the stabbing pain in my back and chest anymore. And yeah, I spent most of Tuesday laying in bed, either in bed or laying on the couch or somewhere. I wasn't at my desk. I wasn't getting any work done. Really need to. I've got a a lot of of editing work. I've got to tackle uh, for next week's show. More on that later. But I managed to spend the day resting. And my wife actually, you know, got up. She was off and was like, "Hey, you've got a call from the pharmacy saying, hey, your prescriptions are ready." She took up, bolted off to the pharmacy to get everything so I could get started on all my treatments faster. She, you know, was then picking up the boys and doing all the running around. The only thing I had to worry about as far as my daily responsibilities yesterday, besides wrangling the munchkins when she was gone, was that I still had to make dinner. That's it. And if you're curious as to why you may or may not be hearing me uh, doing a ton of, of coughing, let's just say, there's a lot of stopping points in here where I've, I'm, I've still got the cough. I've still got all the crud. I'm still coughing crap up because I've still got the congestion and all the stuff, but I don't have the pain and I'm feeling productive. The cough is clearing all of the crap in my chest. I mean, this morning was a bitch because as much as didn't have any pain, but like I said, you wake up in the morning and I've kind of had a night of not coughing up a uh, buildup of inflammation And so I've got to get all that out in the morning. Just like, you know, grandpa, I got to clear my chest out. But I've never, I mean, because we hit this right at that first sign. As soon as I felt that pain or like, it's a flare up. We need to get meds now. And we got it in my system that fast that I was feeling improvement by the end of the night and that I'm able to sit here today. And yeah, I probably shouldn't be. I probably shouldn't be spending all this time sitting here talking and putting more effort and strain in my lungs because my lungs are compromised in general. And yet I choose to sit here and talk for an hour or whatever a week because I'm smart. But really, I just I didn't want to like I said I didn't want to miss another show. And it means that I'm prepared for a couple of weeks from now because the show that I intended to do a couple of weeks ago or last week. I've I've got I'll do that in a couple of weeks ish. But anyway, that's what's been going on with me. That's what happened last week. That's way that's why I the the warnings on the interwebs about maybe there was not a show this week um and my health concerns. But you know, I'm I'm all right. I'm being treated. I'm taking my medication and hopefully I won't have any of this crap to deal with next week. But I'm just, you know, I'm glad that we got all this hit. And you know, it's one more thing to share with you. The, hey, this is something I live with every day. And it's something that comes up and is always a, a looming threat. But enough of that. I'm going to stop, take a break, play some promos. And then I'm going to be back with this week's BS from the news. I haven't done a full one in a Eh, haven't regularly done a full one and I just couldn't decide couldn't put these off anymore so again I'll be right back after you listen to these awesome promos for other cool shows that you need to check 
out. Have you ever been reading through a stack of comics and thought, maybe I should see what this Arkham Asylum game is all about? Or been playing Marvel vs. Capcom and felt like you were at a real disadvantage because you didn't know who half the characters were? Well, Play Comics is the show for you. I'm Chris, and each episode takes a look at video games based on the comic properties and how well they stick to the source material. So whether you know the comics and want to know how these games work, or know the games and want to find out where all this craziness came from, go check out Play Comics at playcomics.com, the Brain Trust Network, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Hey everybody, this is Jason. And Jeff. And Blake. And we're the History of Bad Ideas podcast. And if you like hearing uh, geeks talk about Fisto from He-Man. Or zombies, or dragons, or zombie dragons. I was given copy to read, but it's a piece of crap. So if you just like any geek or any fun stuff, just listen. We drop every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Tangent Bound Network, or... WeBeGeeksPC.com Oh god, I'm out of here. And remember to wear a coat. Bullshit from the news. Alright, I'm gonna kind of fly through the news because I rambled so much this week and again, I'm kind of straining my lungs at this point. But these are the stories that if you were following along that I've Intended to run last week. It had the little poll about which one do you call the biggest jackass this week? And I'm just kind of going to throw them at you in the order they seemed to get voted in. So going up first, man bedridden after selling kidney to buy an iPhone. So back in 2011, a young man in China uh, sold his kidney on the black market in order to buy the latest iPhone to show off to his friends. Yeah, good idea. So yeah, the gist of it was he wanted he they couldn't afford those kind of things. He was in a poor family in a poor town, and he saw a place where like oh look you can sell your kidney because you only need one right. You can sell a kidney and we can pay you up to twenty thousand dollars, and so he found this like gang of people that were you know facilitate this and they were like hey yeah we can hook you up with a doctor and this and this and this and yeah you know sell your kidney and you'll we'll give you cash well he got away with about three thousand dollars for his kidney and all the rest of it was split up with you know the doctors and everybody else because you know that's what happens when you sell your shit on the black market but yeah so he ended up selling his kidney for about three grand he bought the iPhone, and again, this was 2011, so I think it was the iPhone 2 or iPad 2, one of those, you know, whatever was the current thing, what, eight years ago. But shortly after the surgery, he starts getting an infection. And then, you know, that you only need one kidney? Well, that other one kidney started to fail because, you know, no post-operative uh, care and this is all black market shady shit. There was an actual doctor that did the surgery, but they didn't exactly care about being you know, particularly careful. And ultimately, uh, his kidney shut down. And now this guy basically lives permanently attached to a dialysis machine and can't get out of bed. And, and the, you know, the silver lining of it, the doctors and gang member guys that kind of facilitated this whole thing. Eventually, they were arrested. And five of them 
went to prison and the family got like a they said a hundred thousand dollar or something like that uh payout from the courts over the whole thing but this dude is now stuck in bed for life stuck on dialysis because he was a stupid kid and sold his fucking kidney for just so he could show off to his friends the hell stupid kids this is really like i say it's stupid kids because i mean what the hell just to show off that was it is that i have to have the the latest thing and show off and i will do whatever i have to to do it including selling a fucking kidney Ugh. doesn't matter where you live kids are stupid moving right along Teen crashes car while doing the bird box challenge. And if you don't know what the bird box challenge is, uh, you're lucky. Long story short, it entails people doing ordinary things while blindfolded like they do in the movie so they can't see the monsters. Of course, eventually somebody was stupid enough to try doing this while driving a car. Because, you know, what's the best way to prove that you can do this? Well... Obviously, the inevitable happened, and they crashed the car. And so, yeah, this teenage girl crashed her SUV into another truck. And, yeah, because fucking dumb kids and stupid internet challenges. Stop it! Internet challenges are dumb. You were dumb for doing it. Period. Of course, that does leave me with one final thing. And this was actually a closer vote than I thought it was going to be. But rounding things out, for his second time in show history, the jackass of the week is going to the one and only Logan Paul. (coughs) Logan Paul claims he plans to, quote, go gay for a month. Oh, man. So recently he said on his podcast... That among other monthly challenges they've planned, like being vegan for a month, he and his uh, co-host, I guess, I don't follow them, so I have no clue. They intend to go gay for a month for March, for man-only March. Oh my god, that's stupid. So, uh, naturally, this kind of got them just, you could say they got a little heat on their social medias from... Not only the LGBTQ community, uh, just about anybody with more than two brain cells, which can't be said for either of the Paul brothers, but I, I will give him credit and oh God, I hate the fact that I have to give him any credit or defend him on anything. Um, he did later admit after all of the, the, the backlash of the statement that it was a probably bad choice of words and he actually invited a member of glad to come on his show and discuss it and explain everything explain the situation explain his misunderstandings about the whole thing because the, the gist of it is that the way he stated things he made it out like being gay is 100 a choice and just, it's, that's just not true and it belittles a lot of you know, people in the gay community and it's really fucked up. And a lot of people took it way too far. And yes, I understand that there are, I'm probably going to get shit for this. There are people who are, who get bullied, who get people who've, who've been killed over their sexuality, people who are 
tormented and have committed suicide and have you know legitimate issues with being gay that is not what this is about and the people who jump all the way to those extremes when discussing this are they're taking it too far the issue at hand is he is not understanding what it means to be gay is that it isn't a choice it is just a thing this is who you are this is how you feel it's you know i'm not going to get into a lot of other stuff but his ultimate misunderstanding of what it means to be gay and there were some people that were like yeah hey you're like hey he's out there he's trying something different than what you know maybe he's experimenting with something else and maybe he'll see things from another perspective but ultimately this is because you're talking about logan paul this is ultimately a, a, a bit you can't take it seriously strictly because of who it's coming from if this was carrot top you wouldn't take it any more seriously because this is a guy whose his entire persona is based on you know youtube idiocy and pranks and doing stupid shit and getting kicked off the disney channel because he was being sued by his neighbors over doing stupid shit in his house this is the same guy who went out to the suicide forest in japan and filmed a dead body and not only edited and did all the bullshit with the video, released the video and in the video, even though they have like, oh, they're really shaken up and they're and whatever reactions for it in the video. They still do the whole spiel of, uh, you know, like, subscribe, hit the bell and all that shit. No, you just don't release the video. Don't be an insensitive asshat. And now here he is basically being an insensitive asshat. And so, yeah, for all of that particular new idiocy Uh, logan paul now has two in the books as another jackass of the week all right that's going to do it for me this week uh no recommended listening i just don't have it left in me to keep talking uh before i go uh next week i have a little teaser for you um i have my guest of the month this month i've got Chris Osborne from Play Comics and Meddling Kids, which I recorded while still in the throes of of uh, coughing my lungs out, and so I've got my work cut out at, uh, ahead of me for for cleaning that up. If you are a Patreon supporter over at Patreon.com/slash/OddDadOut, I will be dropping that episode a little early for the the Patreon crowd because you're awesome like that. So if you want to get it a little bit early and all of those other little uh, fun things that I've been talking about, that will be in there for you for as little as a dollar a month. But that is going to be it for me for this week. Remember, you can catch up on all the past episodes and subscribe to the show at oddadoutpodcast.com. Right there, you can also sign up for Patreon. Or go out and buy yourself some Odd Dad Out gear. Get yourself a shirt or a hoodie. It's starting to get cold out there. Coffee mugs because you know me and coffee. But it's all right there. OddDadOutPodcast.com. Subscribe to the show. Share it with your friends. Tell other people about it because that is the coolest way for you to show how much you enjoy my weirdness. Of course, you can follow me on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Odd Dad Out. 
check out and join the Twisted World of the Odd Dead Out Facebook group, which I'm thinking about changing the name to. I don't know. Of course, links in the show notes, as always. And until next week, I am Adam Higgins, the Odd Dead Out. Thank you, and good health.